The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Create a career and a life you love. Welcome to Bring Your Soul to Work with Mo Fall. Welcome, welcome, welcome to a, if you're catching this live, a special holiday edition of Bring Your Soul to Work. We're going to talk about a topic that seems to be appropriate for the holidays, but I'm going to tell you what, it should be appropriate all the time. And it is about celebrating We need to do a better job, folks, of celebrating. It is part of our nature. It's part of how our spirit wants to express ourselves. And today we're going to talk about um, not only just how do you celebrate and how can you celebrate more, why it's important, and some of the reasons why we hold ourselves back from celebrating. Because that's important to know. As we are celebrating, and being of good cheer this holiday season, I believe it's important for us to embrace all the aspects of celebrating and to not trigger or energize those things that cause us to shy away from celebrating. Um, So I think we all could do a better job um, of of doing the celebrating. So Let's just talk a little bit about why we might not be celebrating. And I have a couple of folks who are going to join me today. Um, two of my beautiful team members, uh, Coach Miliana, who is my director of coaching. And um, I'm delighted to say she is actually staying with me here in South Florida for uh, a little while after we had our uh, company team retreat meeting, um, year-end celebration year-end gathering and shining everything off for the new year. Welcome, Miliana. Nice to see you today. Have you here on the radio show? So great being here, Mo. Not only being in your home, but also being on your radio show with all your amazing listeners. So I'm ready to celebrate. I'm ready to make it my job to celebrate and share with (laughs) people why it's so so crucial for a better life. Yeah, absolutely. And we're going to have our career breakthrough strategist extraordinaire, uh, Michelle on in a few minutes. And, um, what we're going to, what we're going to do here, Miliana, um, well, let me just introduce you just a little bit more. Uh, Miliana is a trained and certified human neurolinguistic programming uh, practitioner. And what that sort of means, and maybe I said it just a little bit incorrectly, Miliana, but Miliana has studied and understands and knows how the nervous system gets wired and how we basically get stuck in certain patterns and also how to unwind them and create new patterns and new uh, nervous system connections that would be more empowering, more empowered, and allow us to have a more celebratory life. So we're going to dive into that in a second, Miliana. Some of the things I want to cover to just to kick off this topic, though, is that most of us were raised to live according to just expecting a certain common thing or not expecting too much because we're going to get disappointed. 
And what really that means underneath that comment is you can't handle disappointment, so don't expect too much because the disappointment will come and it'll just be a sad life for you. So there's there's themes here, Miliana, of what do we expect and what do we accept? And often what we're willing to accept gets in the way. And oftentimes what we expect gets in the way of us living a celebratory, happy, joyous, wonderful, yay, 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 me, yay, 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 life, yay, 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 creator. Um, let's talk first about why we might be expecting a lesser life or lesser circumstances or lesser outcomes. Talk about that a little bit from the perspective of being a, uh, a, a nervous system expert and, and human conditioning expert. Yeah. So with the expectations we have now in our life, they are learned. We bought into them. We're not born with expectations, but we observe our environment as we grow up as children. By the age of seven, we are literally sponges and everything we see and hear and experience, we just anchor it in our body, in our central nervous system, in our psyche, in our identity as the truth. Mm -hmm. So our expectations, interestingly, um, are an undercurrent for the rest of our life. And it's so interesting when you look at the human behavior, human psychology, that in the first six, seven years, even let's say after 12, as children with a brain of a child, we make decisions. And we make decisions, well, life is hard. I am not lovable. And so we see what is going on around. And that decision literally creates our expectations, which yeah. creates our results, our behavior, our reality. And then you realize, as you start getting to know yourself better, like this is really going back into your own power and considering I can be the creator of my now reality. Yes. The past can be the past, and we can look at it from a place of, and, and there's many ways that Mo, you, and, um, and our team share with the ladies that we work with. We sh show them how they can truly go into more neutral emotional impact when they think about the past. And they can start mm -hmm. with a fresh slate using the wisdom from the past. And really mm -hmm. changing, changing and energizing their expectations. And it will feel, a lot of, you know, some, sometimes we can say, well, it feels inauthentic. Yes, because yeah. you just haven't practiced it. Yes, right. It, that, exactly. That's literally it. Yeah. And, and so you know, you I, I, don't are, like the, I don't like the phrase, uh, fake it till you make it, as you know, and, and working closely. That, that doesn't resonate with a lot of our uh, clients who are very high on the loyalty scale, very high on the honesty scale. And so what we're talking about really is when you are programmed as a young person, some of the things that you're programmed to believe or know, is, know to be true, no in quotations, are not empowered belief systems or an empowered belief structure. So shifting into one that is different than what you know to be true or that you have wired in your nervous system as absolutely true shifting into something different and new is just like anything else that's new. And it is going to feel awkward. 
it doesn't have to be turned into the meaning of it doesn't feel true. It doesn't have to be turned into the meaning of I'm faking it. Um, as you know, Miliana, I just got a new car. And, Ooh, it's it's a, <laughs> let's celebrate. <laughs> Woo. Um, it's caused me to have to learn different things about driving this particular car, which means it's awkward, which means I feel sort of not as smart because it's something new and a little insecure perhaps, or just not as comfortable as I'm used to just getting into my older, old car that I had and just driving away. So anything we do that is new to us is going to feel awkward. It's going to have to get rewired in our nervous system as this is the new, new, this is the new reality. This is the new norm. And it keeps building into that. And then at some point we actually get rather complacent with that and it becomes unstimulating. So we, we, we do progress through certain things, but our expectations going in really do set the stage for what we create with meaning and the emotional content around things. Isn't it true? That's right. That's right. And when we look at a place of, um, you know, okay, this is not, we're not faking it to the naked, but we are really just trying on and playing mm -hmm. What if, what if mm -hmm. it's possible to do it differently? What if right. I can create a more fulfilling life? What if I can have it all? And that really is individual. When we look at, I love the definition of success, which is you do what you want, when you want, with whom you want, and are wonderfully rewarded for it. And it's, it's individual for everybody else. Yes. And so the, the, your, your now reality you start realizing it's just feedback. It's, a, it's just a combination of all my previous thoughts, emotions, beliefs, expectations. And it's, it's okay that we get angry when we start realizing, wow, I want to defend, I want to defend my beliefs that never served yeah. me. Right. And then it's okay to have also those emotions come up. And we know people, they'll fight for their limitations. They will. Let me they be miserable. Will. Let me be miserable. Right. 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 But, but I, I've done this horrible thing or this horrible thing has happened to me. So we want to craft an expected life so that we don't have uncertainty. And this is one of the human driving forces in life. I must know what's coming next. Sometimes this turns into a uh, control freak personality, <laughs> but our human desire to have certainty starts to get in the way of these expectations. And when we have beliefs that are structured around certainty, I know that my boss is going to act this way. I know that I'm going to be this way when I drive to work. I know this way to work. I know that I'm going to eat this for lunch. I, so when we have all of that figured out, we have a great deal of certainty. And so our limiting beliefs fall in that same category of they have created certainty for us. And without that veneer, without that prison holding us in our expectations, we get a little scared, 
that the new way, the uncertain way, is going to somehow trick us or trip us up or make us embarrassed or ashamed that we don't have everything figured out. So we might further get into uh, wanting to control everything. And, and that starts to then play into not being our best self. So Miliana, what do you think is the biggest problem with getting uh, staying in our, our conditioning of expectations? Yeah, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Mm. So our one of our human needs for certainty, safety, and control falls into that is literally, so we can say in the end, ha, I knew it. Underneath yes. that is a yeah. self-fulfilling prophecy that will, it drives our behaviors, our energies, our micro gestures. So mm. when you look around micro you, gestures. and let's say you, yeah, it's just little, little mm-hmm. energetic micro gestures, mm-hmm. and then you're mm-hmm. like, oh, why is, why is that person rude to me? You know, and then you make it about yourself, and you are, it's, it's their fault. And, and then you realize, hang on, what energy and what thought and what emotion did I get into this? Yeah. Was I open? Did I come with love? Did I come with the expectation that, of course, everybody wants to do their job well? Of course, they want to leave, uh, be, have a smile on their job and want me to leave with a smile. And so, self-fulfilling prophecy is a real thing. It's scientifically proven that the yes. way you show up, your heart mm. is measurable. So, your energy of your heart is measurable. You feel it when you walk, when someone walks into a room. Energies can shift. It can go up, it can go down, it can go weird. And mm-hmm. our expectations will just make sure, like, see, I'm right, see, I'm right, see, I'm right. But this is not the truth. And as human beings, when we are on our way to higher consciousness, we are rather right than happy, than fulfilled. Yeah. Than right. What if something else is possible? Yeah, Le- leading into the positive uncertainty. Yes. And that's so true. And, and you know what? That's funny that you say that phrase because that is literally the first phrase I heard from the first coach I hired 20 years ago. Would you rather be right than happy? And my brain could not compute that equation because figure out how I could not be both right and happy. Like, is, why is that not coming together? Um, what, what happens, I think, oftentimes is that our expectations, which are back down to the conditioning that we were given as, as, as small people, as little people growing up, um, do potentially conflict with other people's expectations. And then, therefore, we have conflicts. And the other thing that happens is that that conditioning probably conflicts with our highest, best self. So... Let's wrap ourselves up to the next rung here, Miliana, and that is um, what we decide to accept in life brings us away from celebratory mode. So just like the expectations are wired in, the, the things that we accept are also wired in. Let's talk a little bit about that, and then we can dance our way into the whole celebration theme. So let's talk about accepting uh, certain things and and why we as human beings tend to accept something 
less than what we truly want or desire? Why do we, why do we settle? We, we can go really two ways. When mm. we accept something, it can be from a place of tolerating. Like, okay, it's, a, mm. it's an emotional home base. It's familiar. It's certain. I know I'm going to feel, I'm going to feel angry, frustrated when I wake up. I know I'm going to feel angry, frustrated when I fall asleep. I know I'm going to have toxic people at my work. And it's just like, ah, oh, I'm so certain. And I'm so just ecstatic with all my uh, certain misery. And then, so that's the toler tolerance. The people, what we tolerate from ourselves. On the other side, we can use acceptance as our superpower. And from a place of detachment. And it's like, okay, how about this? I accept what is right now, and I'll take responsibility for how I respond. There are people ah. in the world that are un unbullable. You can't bully them. Yeah. So there's a, there's a distinction. Yeah. Right, right. There's a, stink, a distinction that you're making here between tolerating something that is less than what we want, as in basically playing the victim role, versus accepting other people for who they are and what goes on on their journey and us not having to take it on. There's a, there's a big, big difference between those two is what you're saying. Yes. Yeah. Let's talk energetically. How do we know that we are? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Energetically, how do we know we are in tolerance and victim mode? Is, mm -hmm. you know, what are, what are the symptoms? You're complaining. <laughs> Symptom number one through ten. <laughs> Symptom number one, you are complaining. Yes. Symptom number two, you are frustrated and angry about things that if you step back, you can't control. You can't mm -hmm. control other humans' behavior. You can influence them, but you mm -hmm. cannot control them. And mm -hmm. if you look in your life, you'll be like, oof, you're right. And so mm -hmm. looking at the symptoms, like, you know, how do we diagnose? Do we have the victim mentality virus? That's, that's mm -hmm. one of some of the major ones. So what other right. things um, are coming up for you most? So definitely complaining, yeah. um, wait, feeling, you know, feeling victimized or, or having the internal dialogue. Poor me. This is so unfair. Right. Poor me. Hey, mm -hmm. what, right. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes that's uh, turned into... Um, it could either be seen as an inferiority type of thing or a superiority thing. How come mm -hmm. no one this meaning satisfies me in a certain way? How come people don't this? So when we're using they and them, we are more than likely in some type of victim conditioning and victim mode. And super easy to go there, super normal for human beings, us humans tend to go there so that we can sort through the things that aren't feeling good and we don't have to take responsibility. Oh no. Uh, <laughs> if yeah. it's someone else's fault that I'm miserable, if it's someone else's actions that are causing me to be miserable, I'm off the hook. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't have to be responsible. If this person is doing that and it's causing me to feel this way or it's causing me to overwork or not meet my deadline, I'm off the hook. And that is, to me, the biggest reason why we accept things 
that are put on us, put in our life, as, as, as tolerating, because now I'm off the hook. Versus when we accept other people for who they are and what's going on and don't take on the emotional content and don't take on the victim mode, we are actually taking primary responsibility for how we feel and we are not allowing other people to define how we feel. This is true human freedom. And it is the exact opposite as tolerating and accepting when we put ourselves in a prison, a victim mode. Um, we're going we're gonna to invite our, our wonderful colleague, Michelle, into this conversation, Miliana. Uh, Michelle, welcome to the call and bring your soul to work. Uh, one of our beautiful, lovely career breakthrough strategists. Um, I wanted to have both Miliana and Michelle join me for this wonderful conversation about uh, how do we celebrate and why do we celebrate? And Michelle, we've been really basically covering the reasons why we actually don't get into celebration mode too often. So we're going to mm -hmm. wrap up um, acceptance type of thing. And then we're going to start talking about celebrating uh, right before we uh, come to the break. So welcome to the show. You know, you talk to you hundreds and yeah, hundreds and hundreds of women throughout the year um, around their careers and their lives. And what are the top things that you hear from these beautiful souls? What are they accepting in their lives that are causing them to have pain? Guilt, definitely. Um, not feeling enough. Mm. Not mm. feeling worthy. Mm -hmm. um, that's a big one. Uh, matter of fact, I, I just hung up with a, an amazing woman uh, who said yes to her reasoning was I came to the conclusion after listening to Mo that I deserve this. Ah, uh, mm-hmm. Yes. And so, so I think worthiness and, mm -hmm. and kind of being told that we have to put ourselves on the back burner. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a social construct a lot of women have. It's a mm -hmm. familial construct. A lot of families um, basically instruct their girls and young women that way. No blaming anyone. This is just the evolution of the human experience and how we've begin, begun to evolve um, as women are more educated now than ever before, as they are in more uh, positions of authority and um, intelligence and knowledge about different things, they are exerting their their power and influence in the world. In the world, and and we're seeing that in the work world, obviously, and we're helping women navigate a new a new sense of power in the work world. When we uh, do allow ourselves to feel worthy of something better, when we know that we are worthy and we're willing to take responsibility for grabbing hold of whatever we can to change our lives and to move away from tolerating in victim mode and accepting just not good stuff coming our way or being uh, disrespected or not appreciated or lower paid than perhaps we, we ought to be paid, when we are deciding for sure that today is the day I'm no longer going to accept less because I am mm -hmm. declaring worth more. And that is on every level, isn't it, Michelle? On every level of worthiness. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and it's such an empowering move to step into that. It's bold. It, it's courageous. 
Mm-hmm. Talking, it made me think it holds us back. And I think it's asking for help that mm. we've been kind of told that sometimes asking for help is a sign of weakness. Mm-hmm. And in reality, it's a sign of strength. We're opening yes. up to being guided, opening up to um, something better, something coming and, and helping us and guiding us to the next step. And being able to do that, you have bold enough to make that move. Right. Michelle, your your phone is kind of cutting out just a little bit here and there. I don't know if you could shimmy over one direction or another if you know about where you are. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. So, so when we declare that we are worthy of more, worthy of something better, and, and, and know that the exists for us to find the way, perhaps through someone else who has been there, perhaps has some answers that we don't have access to. You know, as you know, both you and Miliana know, um, I'm getting a lot of inspiration over the last uh, couple of years from my granddaughter. And I'm seeing this beautiful two and a half year old soul uh, carving her way through human existence. And you know what? When she needs help for something, she asks for it. She's like, Mm -hmm. I need help. When she wants to open mm-hmm. something that she can't figure out or it gets too tough and she tries once or twice, um, she just asks for help. There's no, I'm not good enough, therefore I have to ask. Um, maybe some of the come with time. I hope not for, uh, for the purpose of her soul being mm-hmm. awesome and beautiful. Um, <laughs> but you're right. We, we have been perhaps conditioned that if we can't figure something out for ourselves, um, then we're not worthy. Another layer of that. Let's talk very briefly mm-hmm. for a second before we tee off this uh, first half of the show. So when we do ask for help and find someone who is a uh, an expert or find someone who's been there before, or find someone who can lift us to the next level, we get inspired by what they can bring to us, we do have the opportunity to celebrate uh, a new beginning, to celebrate a new possibility. And one of the things that we see all the time um, is that our ladies who come into our workshop the first week or so, their ability to celebrate is a little stifled, and we'll dive right into that in the second half. Mm-hmm. This is Coach Mo Fall, joined by Miliana and Michelle. We'll see you after the break. Hi, I'm Reverend Linda Martella-Witset with Silent Unity, reminding you that we are here for you during the holidays to support you with affirmative prayer and inspiration. From all of us at Silent Unity, we wish you a beautiful and blessed holiday season. Love your work and your life. This is Bring Your Soul to Work with Mo Fall. And I am all about bringing your soul to work, and when we do that... We are actually bringing our soul everywhere we go, and it's really fun to do that. And I am joined by two of my soulful teammates, Miliana and Michelle. Uh, Miliana is a director of my coaching team, and Michelle is one of our beautiful, lovely, artistic career breakthrough strategists. And both of these are very, very helpful and very good at helping women find a new gear, a new power and make decisions and take responsibility for their lives going forward. So ladies, thanks so much for joining me again. 
Um, if you're new to my show and you're new to my work, this is Coach Mo Fall. I can be found everywhere on social media as Coach Mo Fall. You can visit my website at mofall.com. And the work that we do, uh, the work that Michelle, Emiliana, and the rest of my team do is all about transforming women's careers. And I don't believe that you can just shine up your resume and get your LinkedIn profile all snazzy and still be the same soulful person who might not be up-leveled enough, might not be receiving the promotions or the raises, might be stuck in a toxic work environment or entrapped in some dynamics at the office that just don't feel good. You can't go from not feeling good as a soul into something more wonderful. You've got to take care of the soul. You've got to bring your soul's vibration up and you must become a more expansive version of you. That's what your gift to life and for life is all about. It's about being the most awesome version of you. And if life has gotten you kicked around and, and punched in the face a few times and you're not feeling great and you're not feeling awesome, which is a total normal thing to feel, and a total normal experience as a human being, you've got to decide that you are worth something more. And the secret ingredient is your soul back to life. And one of the ways that we bring our lady souls back to life is by helping them learn how to celebrate who they are. If you've been following my work or listening to any of my Facebook lives or my webinar, which by the way, very easily visit my free webinar that I conduct all the time. It's a 45 minute webinar on the top five ways that you can bring your soul to work. It's at www.mofall.com slash masterclass. Um, on that webinar, you're going to find the five ways that you can really up level and the things that actually take us out of the game and it will resonate with you. If you're a professional woman who's not really where you want to be, that webinar will resonate with you for sure. One of the ways that we help our clients elevate themselves and get their soul's vibration and the light inside tuned up and turned on to the next level and then the next level and the next level is by helping them learn how to celebrate. And this is a learned behavior because we have to crack through so much of this programming that we just talked about in the first half of the show. We have to crack through the programming of the expectations that we are taught, learned, and, and, and really hardwired in to only believe certain things are possible. And then we are also cracking through a lifelong accepting less. And as we were talking about earlier, sometimes we accept less coming from a victim mentality, which is a very low level vibrational status to be hanging out in life in. So one of the ways that we elevate our ladies is through teaching them to celebrate. And that inherently is going to be rewiring the nervous system as it brings the soul's light up. Now the nervous system can start doing different things. Uh, Miliana, as we um, teach our ladies how to we invite them to participate in a daily ritual, which is a best practice for bringing their soul's light back up. Let's talk about the daily gratitude and brag daily ritual. Give us a, a about that and, and why it works. Yeah. Absolutely. So the, the beautiful news is that everything is changeable and we can 
learn how to celebrate. The reason why is when you let Miliana, yourself, hate to hate to interrupt. It, it's just oh. a, a little a little gargly, so I don't know. Again, I'm oh. we're having some stormy weather here in South Florida. Maybe you have to shift to the yeah. right or left a little bit. <laughs> let's try. Let's try. Any better? Mm. No. So mm, I don't try. A little. What about gargly? now? We're ah yes. What about now? Good there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect. Okay. All right. Let's kick into this done, done, done. daily gratitudes and brags here. Go ahead. Well, I'm grateful that my audio is sounding much better now. So let's start here. <laughs> and so the daily ritual, um, let's call it the daily hygiene of elevating your soul. And we encourage everybody to start your day with gratitude, and with brags. It's interesting. Sometimes we have resistance saying brags. But don't let that resistance to that word stop you from sharing what you're proud of about yourself, how you showed up amazingly. Because when you do, it's one of the fastest ways to elevate your soul, to bring your soul to life, to expand, to feel better. It has been proven scientifically when you remember and write down and feel and refeel your celebration, your successes, your brags, it's the fastest way to elevate your emotion to step back into success, to go into a resourceful mental, emotional state where you can operate from a much higher level, where you are into in solution mindset. You can, you can look at problems and they turn into like, okay, this is an opportunity. Who do I have to be become to you know, overcome this? So gratitude and brags literally are lead, leaning you into the next level of fulfillment, inner inner success, inner calm, like, and it becomes authentic. And we've seen so many women that have uh, said, yes, I'll do it. Every morning I'll do my gratitude and I'll feel mm -hmm. it. Every day I'll do my brags and I'll feel the feeling again of how it felt being successful. And a few weeks later, a few months later, staying with that daily routine, daily ritual, they showed up in interviews like they never have before. They could right. easily speak about the results and what, it, yes. what true change it brought. Uh, they, mm -hmm. they felt like, you know what, I was in my integrity. I know myself so much better. Comfort, confidence. That, that's one of the side effects of daily gratitude, daily brags, that you start feeling comfortable in your own skin. Like this is literally a daily habit that mm -hmm. will lead you into self-acceptance, self-love. Yes. And mm -hmm. it's coming from a really beautiful, powerful place. Yes, that's so great. And, you know, self-love is a nice word. Um, but it really, word, it, yeah. it encompasses really a certain feeling of what we might ordinarily put towards someone else. But for ourselves, it seems to be a bit more changing. Um, I know that when, uh, Michelle, when you joined us a little bit over a year ago, you were coming off of the heels of some significant job trauma. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure that when we introduced our daily ritual to you and talked about how we conduct ourselves as a team and the routines that we like everyone so that we can stay in our highest vibrational place, it might have felt a little strange. Talk about your own personal experience in, in adding the gratitudes and brags and, and what you've come through and gone through yourself having moved through job trauma. Yeah, so great, great place to start from. Um, you know, I was in a really, really low place, and I wasn't seeing much to be grateful for other than, I mean, my family, you know, the support mm -hmm. that I had, 
but there was a lot of downward spiraling going on. And so when I, I had some resistance to writing down 10 things I'm grateful for, uh, 10 things mm-hmm. I'm celebrating, but I found that when I did it, even the most minute thing, um, I talk about Max, my golden retriever all the time, being able to celebrate his tenacity for wanting to give you love and warmth and be there for you, um, being able to celebrate every little thing all of a sudden created this snowball effect of the next day. It was a little easier. The next day, it was a little, there was more to it. It was more than right. 10. It was, so you just, it, it snowballs. And so a mm. year later, fast forward, um, you know, there's been a lot to celebrate. Oh my gosh, monumentous change. And mm-hmm. now I can look at it and, and sometimes I, I feel that old, old Michelle going, ooh, I got to pull back a little bit. It's too good. What's going to happen next? You know, what action right. is going to fall now? And yes. it's allowing the greatness, the thankfulness to just move you forward and focus on all of the positive aspects. Because when you do that, and you don't look in the rearview mirror and you just continually think of the good, the good, and what you have going for you, more of it unfolds. And when we show up like that for people, they feel our energy and we're sharing that with them. So we're actually being more of who we're supposed to be by mm. shining brighter, by being more. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. We're bringing it to those we love. Yes. Yes. And I know in uh, working with you daily and getting to know you quite well, I'm delighted and blessed to say that I have and I am, um, that <laughs> your your own vibrational shift, your own soul coming back to light, your own true self beginning to shine brighter impacted your family quite deeply. Yeah. You know, when when some people are in a place that they can't do it for themselves or they don't they don't know they don't know what they don't know yet by feeling our energy when we're at that place, they want to be around you. You you want to be with like minded people. You want to be in a positive place. And so even if you're just near them, it starts kind of absorbing. Right. And and you kind of feel it and and it's palpable. The, the energy is palpable. And mm-hmm. so, you know, yeah, I mean, the, the growth, the expansion that I have, me taking it up a notch has mm-hmm. then helped the rest of the family go, ooh, hold on a minute. Wait, what are you doing? What, what are you thinking? Mm-hmm. What are you reading? What are you doing? And now they're doing it. And I've seen just, <laughs> just amazing expansion in the whole entire family. Um, even the kids, you know, they're not kids anymore. They're, you know, 24 and 20, 26, 27. Um, they're expanding and they're learning it at their age. What took me half of a life, you know, half of a, a little life bit longer. So yeah, a little, a little bit longer. So, you know, the, the world is going to be their oyster because they've got such a head start. And yeah. if we could get even the, the younger generation to embrace this even more, you know, God, I'd love to say we should start doing this in, in schools and educating on this, yes. the self-care and the rituals. It would, it would just, it, it would change the world. And so it starts with us. It starts with mm-hmm. one person and then the one person affects the next person. And 
you know, I, I say all the time, it's like an underground movement. And that's, that's mm-hmm. what it feels like, this big snowball underground moving forward um, and great momentum. Momentum. <laughs> hmm. We should look into that for branding. Hmm. <laughs> one of the things, one of the things that we see in the workshop all the time are women who move into a higher level position because they have, uh, captured their true and talents. And now they are realizing that they can be the director, the vice president, the chief operating officer, the chief executive officer, the senior VP, and they are finally seeing that what they have done in their careers so far is definitely leading them toward a higher place. And when they can celebrate and and own their awesomeness, they see a bigger themselves that has the capacity and the desire to influence and impact. We have a woman in our workshop, Miliana, who um, just recently up-leveled her impact in a big way. And um, we'll keep the details confidential, but she's moving into a role where she has the influence um, over a certain number of students. I think it was around 5,000. And then she's going into a bigger role where she's going to have the influence over 300,000 students. Um, That's a big quantum leap of having an awesome soul in a role that's going to ripple into so many other lives. Let's talk about that from a quantum physics perspective. Yes, it's so interesting to, to notice when you start doing the work for you, and um, especially you can say like Mo, you, you and uh, us, your team are doing like CPR on the soul, and you know, you're a nurse, <laughs> right. so you know how to do that, right. yes. and you're <laughs> a high-level executive. But once you allow yourself and reach out you know what, I, I'd like some guidance. I like some, I like to have a supportive tribe. And you become a better version of yourself. It's like putting on the oxygen mask first. Mm-hmm. By right. becoming your higher, most soulful self, like Michelle mm-hmm. mentioned, you start emanating a totally different energy signature. People want to be around you. People want to be led by you. And it's mm. coming um, afterwards effortless that you are an influencer and they want what you have. And there's mm-hmm. no need for forceful control like we right. did in the past. It is really by your presence and your example that you are influencing first the people that are close to you, your family, to start noticing something's different about you. I want that too. Yes. And we don't have to One go the, around and put on billboard uh, ads and stuff like right. that. Right. Absolutely. Version of that. Yeah. I like the I like the 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 idea and the words of having this energetic. Uh, signature. We are living in an energetic universe. Everything is energy and the things that look like physical matter are just slowed down a bit so that our eyes and ears and our fingertips can can see these things and they've become uh, manifested realities. Everything that's in our physical universe was once a thought of something, of someone and teams of people and companies put these things together and now they're actual objects. And so when we are in our awesomeness when we are celebrating ourselves, when we are allowing ourselves to be the divine, beautiful self that was created to be here on this earth, we are literally in a mode of living in the quantum field in a way that we can stir it up and vibrate it at a higher level, and we can become an influencer just by being. Just 
by being. We are an influencer. And the other thing that happens when we're living there versus in the small expectations versus in the victim acceptance mode where we're almost overlooked because we're vibrating at such a low level that we're not even really visible to a lot of human beings who are hanging out at that higher level of vibration. And this is something that we see all the time. And Michelle, I know you experience this in uh, working with our ladies um, on clarity calls and bringing them into the workshop. As a career breakthrough strategist, you, you hear from women all the time, well, I got laid off several months ago and I'm not even getting any activity on my resume and no one's finding me on LinkedIn and nothing's happening and I don't know what I'm doing wrong. And they're likely to mm -hmm. think that resume or their LinkedIn, which might need a little bit of work, but it's, it, it's where they're hanging out emotionally. Talk a little bit about what we sometimes see uh, before they start to learn how to celebrate, and then we'll just kick it right back up a notch right on this. Well, I think the biggest thing, and, and what I was thinking as you were talking before, is <clears throat> they almost feel like they're diminished, defeated mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. a lot of times. And mm -hmm. their resumes reflect that just because of their energy. And yeah. so they pull back like, ooh, I can't, I can't talk big about myself because who am yes. I to think that of myself? Right. And, right. you know, every person here on planet Earth was put here by the divine, whatever it is you believe in. And who are we not to be big? We exactly. were put here for a reason. And if we hide and we don't allow our true best self moving forward, we're keeping that from mm -hmm. everybody else that we could impact. And so I think that, you know, not showing up big, not bragging, and, and it is an uncomfortable word to use to think about bragging about ourselves. Yeah. It's something I never used to do because, again, mm -hmm. you don't feel like, oh, am I worthy to do that? But mm -hmm. are, who are we not to do it? is my yes. question and and it's one that i always ask who are we not to be the best and to play big and there's enough for everybody don't right. feel guilty don't feel like you've got to play small you step mm -hmm. into that because that's what we're here to do mm-hmm mm -hmm. and so many women we talk to on our clarity calls are so educated graduate mm -hmm. degree postgraduate doctoral degrees uh, attorneys and, and they've been going for, I'm awesome because I have this degree. They've been going for, mm -hmm. I'm awesome because I, I complete this project on time. They go for awesome with just the effort of their work. And inside there's a disconnect because they're not feeling awesome. And, and really it's only when we bridge that gap between how they're feeling inside with their awesome work. I mean, as you know, Michelle and Miliana, in our workshop, we can't make someone a better engineer. We can't make them a better educator. We can't give them better skills at their profession. And, and most of our ladies, I got to say all of them really, know what they're doing professionally, but they're missing their soul's energy and power. And the best way to bring that back is to begin practicing celebrating who you are, how you are, mm -hmm. what you've done. Because every woman we've ever spoken to has done awesome, amazing things in their lives. And, you know, sometimes they rely on 
their, li their life and their role as a mom or as a spouse and they've supported their husband through this and they've done this and they've raised kids and this and that and then they go, yeah, but I, you know, not that I've been an accountant for 20 years. Uh, why are we not celebrating mm -hmm. that? Why are we not looking at how awesome that is? Why does that seem to be on the bottom of the heap of, I don't feel good about myself there? So we, we tune that up with the celebrations and we do this each and workshop call, each and every coaching call that we have in our workshop, specifically to turn the vibrational frequency of everyone on the call up, 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 so that we can get the best version of each of those beautiful souls in our workshop to show up. And it's there that we have better solutions, better imaginations for what's possible, better words for our resumes, better words for the hiring mm -hmm. manager interview, et cetera. When we turn up the soul's vibration, we become better versions of ourselves. And we do the team as well. We were just together uh, last week, um, still happy and glowing from that time together. And we spent a decent amount of time celebrating what each and every one of us individually and as a team, what we have done as an impact for the ladies uh, that we have touched. Michelle, I know that you have spoken to hundreds of women over the years, and you've brought over a hundred women into their futures and into their dreams. What's that feel like for you? Let's celebrate you for a second here. <laughs> um, mm. It feels that I finally have stepped into who I was always meant to be. It also mm. validates everything I've gone through because if mm. I hadn't, I wouldn't be where I am today. So even though those were challenges and heartbreaking in some situations, yes. we still have to celebrate. We have to celebrate everything that we've experienced because it all is transferable. It all comes with us. We are the ones that go from job to job. We're the ones that go from experience to experience. We have to celebrate all that we are. And, uh -huh. you know, I have to celebrate the lows just like I celebrate the highs because they all meant something. And if we uh -huh. can turn those around and apply it, and that's what I've been able to do. So I'm grateful. I'm so grateful. Uh -huh. I'm grateful <laughs> for everything that happened that brought me where I am today, that brought me, um, you know, to Starbucks meeting you one day and, and <laughs> right. brought me to meeting the, the network of people that brought me to you. Um, the, everything that happened to, to bring me to creating my family, meeting my husband, I mean, mm -hmm. everything happens yes. for a reason. And yeah. that's what I'm celebrating is that I'm finally looking at the greatness of all of it, the negative, yeah. the positive, the indifference of it, because mm -hmm. I would not be who I am today if I didn't encounter all of it. Woo! That is a celebration. <laughs> wow. Rock on. That is awesome, awesome, awesome. Miliana, you have come through your own difficulties as a child of war, as a um, refugee, and um, you, you suffered greatly through the first couple of decades of your life, actually. Let's celebrate where you've come from. Let's, uh, in the couple of minutes we have, go ahead and throw out some celebrations um, so we can feel the, the energy and the high vibe of that. Yeah. Well, I'm celebrating exactly what you said, coming from a very um, 
very painful background, being a war refugee, our house was bombed, um, domestic abuse, so also internal war in the family, um, very traumatic on every physical trauma, emotional trauma. And when I was 25, I came to a point in my life where I really, I was thinking about ending it all because it was just complete darkness, depression, and no matter where in the world I was, mm-hmm. it just felt really sad, sad, sad. And then I did, I asked myself one question, can I be happy? Mm-hmm. And that question just started helping me notice the right books, the right people. I was so low that I was willing to take anyone's warm advice. And that's mm-hmm. where it started. I found ways, I found techniques, how to heal, how to overcome and, and neutralize my trauma and uh, how to neutralize my PTSD and how to literally become a different person, happier, yeah. it, more fulfilled. And because I felt it works. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, I'm, not, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm neutral about things where I used to stop talking about them. Mm. I want to pay it forward. I, I want to pay yeah. for it because it works. There's just so much pain in the world. And there's yes. a way out. And when you, we, yes. I, we show you how. Like one of my biggest celebrations is not that only I came through it all, but I feel blessed every day where I, when, when we work, when I work with women, and at the end of right. the call they say, you know what, I don't feel, I don't feel sad anymore. Right, exactly. So it's worth celebrating your life, folks, and it brings you to a higher level of vibration. This is Coach Mo Fall. We'll catch you next time on Bring Your Soul to Work. Thanks, ladies, for joining us. This was a lot of fun. To- Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Hi, I'm Jane Asher, and I believe, and from what I've been shown, that when our loved ones die, they don't really leave. They just slip into the next room. On my podcast, I explore the bigger picture surrounding life on Earth, and what follows when we do die. I speak with authors, friends, transition specialists, and other experts about every facet of death, dying, grief, hospice care, cultural traditions, and also our beliefs about that final journey and what we may end up facing. Please join me on the next room on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.